Hello, I'm Adel. And I'm Young. And you're listening to, <laughs> um, well, this is Young Adult, and we're reading Mistborn, The Final Empire. By Brandon Sanderson. Today we're covering chapter 19. I stride in the room all young and hip. Uh, yeah, I have a confession to make. I mixed up the the chapter numbers, so I've actually read a chapter ahead. Uh, I'll try not to let spoilers influence me. <sighs> How unorganized you are, even though you're the one who organizes everything to do with this podcast. All I do is read it. Um, I guess you just read ahead and forgot which chapter we were supposed to be reviewing. Well, I I read the chapter and then... We were going to record an episode, didn't, and then I read another chapter without realizing. Ah, look, these things happen. So, the chapter opens with our snippets. Yeah. Um, Um, So, this snippet talks about some guy called Quan, who's uh, the guy who's, like... He's a Terrasman prophet. He seems to be the prophet who first, like, recognized the Lord Ruler as, as whatever he is. I think. Yeah, the Hero of Ages, I think is what he's called. So, that's that's it, really. We learn a bit about this Quan guy, but, I mean, I don't care about him. He's probably been dead for a thousand years. Yeah, so he's just some guy who doesn't seem like other Terrasmen, and yet, ironically, is also the prophet who discovers the Lord Ruler is the Hero of Ages. Do they do they not say Hero of Ages in that, that paragraph? No? No, they don't. Um, hero of Terrace. Yes, hero. Yes, the gr- the great hero of Terrace prophecy. So maybe that's not the same thing. Actually, who knows? Well, I, I I'm sure you guys know. Mis- misremembered <laughs> readers who've read the whole book, but uh, not us. Yeah. So that's yeah. That that's it. We just learned a bit about Quan, and then we move on. Yeah. So um, Kelsier is out on the prowl. Oh yeah, this is a Kelsier chapter, which we haven't had in a while, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it's a pretty interesting one too. That's fun. So. Um, yeah. So he. Well, first of all, we get the tidbit that uh, he he senses another Alamancer, but he also talks about the fact that the mist is curling around him, um, in the normal Alamantic current around his limbs. So. We had gotten mentioned before of the fact that the mists seem to react to Vin a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like this is like a thing that Alamancers understand that they have the, the like the Alamantic energy it reacts with the mists hmm. to cause this, almost like like a magnet or something, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting. I guess that also suggests that it's maybe not that Vin is special. Yeah. We we. we Considered that some evidence for Vin being special. I just went through three stages of, yeah, <laughs> right there. Went from, yeah. from thoughtful to happy to sad. Um, so, um, Kelsier's standing outside one of the great houses, uh, I think. Yeah, keep Tekiel. Tekiel? However you pronounce that. I read it as Tekiel, but uh, it doesn't matter, probably. Yeah, um, and he's able to determine from the the alimantic vibrations or whatever that he's sensing um, that they're tin eyes. 
keeping yeah. watch. There's five Tinais keeping watch, which uh, actually makes them think that there's probably quite a number of thugs around as well. Mm. And Kelsier is quite happy about this because... Not just thugs. Thugs, coin shots, and lurchers, which lurchers, I believe, is a new term. I think we had heard coin shots before at some point. Yeah, so coin shots are the pushers, as we've called them before. They've got to be, yeah. They, I mean, and lurchers seem to be the pullers. Presumably. That is uh, steel pullers, or whatever the, the term I, is. Yeah, I, I stopped myself from saying that because I might have messed it up. I, I may have just messed it up. Did I? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, so it's, it's iron that pulls and steel that pushes. I can never keep those straight. Yeah. Somehow, somehow steel pullers rolls off the tongue, but it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, so these are kind of the first time... That, that is the first time we see the word lurcher, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I think, I think we had heard coin shot before. Um, maybe during that fight with the... With the nobles? With there, yeah. there were definitely some nobles who were shooting coins at Kelsier. I can't remember if he actually called them coin shots. Yeah, the word coin shot does seem kind of familiar, so we might have had it before. I hadn't written it into my notes. Me neither. Um, um, but this is definitely... <laughs> this, this, this seems like confirmation anyway. Yeah, finally we get a chance to update our notes on the medals. Yay. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny, I hadn't... I mean, you'd think that steel pull, iron push, whatever, it would be just the term, but... I guess maybe even people in universe find it confusing. Steel push, iron pull. <laughs> or that. However, it rolls off the tongue, it's the opposite way. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what Kelsier is happy about is the fact that the house Tikil um, is being cautious. Yeah, this shows that they're on high alert, they're feeling paranoid. Yeah, they've got a lot of their men out you know, a lot of their Alamancers out to protect them, to protect them. But at the same time, Kelsier does have some reservations about this because it means that if he needs to stir up trouble, it's going to be tricky for him to get into houses now. Hmm. Well, yeah. Apparently, this force is too great for him to risk trying to break in, but not too great for him to dump a corpse in their yard. Yeah. So, Kelsier's way of stirring up some political tension is literally by killing a lord and just dumping him in some Lord Charles Entrone Entroni? However you pronounce that. Entroni does sound kind of Italian. Mm. Like a like a gangster name. Um and so does Entrone, honestly. Yeah. A little bit. So it's a it's a cool name for a guy who's dead. Entrone. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could pronounce that. <laughs> I read it as Entrone, but uh, point is, he was an ally of House Tekil. Yep. And he was at some sort of blood fight thing. Yes, scab blood fights, which are I a, guess a, a thing. Well, it seems like it sounds like just illegal, like just fights. I mean, there's plenty of those in real life, so... I guess... Well, the fact that they're called Ska Blood Fights makes me think that they're more like... Um... It actually, it brought up what I pictured was... Do you remember in Django Unchained? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yes, the, the slave fights. 
Yeah, now that's Mandingo uh, fighting. That's a fictional story. It's it's a fictional story, but that's that's what my mind conjured up. Yeah, and I mean that it is loosely, very loosely based on on some real things. I mean, the the other thing that springs to mind, of course, is gladiator fights and like ancient Rome and that kind of. I just imagined that this was more, more like wrestling or bare yeah, boxing. Yeah, this sounds like it's probably a sort of a a shady thing. I'm yeah, not like sure a, if it's explicitly a shady illegal thing or something. Yeah, um, that the nobles get a kick out of, but apparently at that fight there was a rival of the house of House Tekiel. Mm. So well, it, it's described as uh, Kelsier had ambushed the half-drunken man on a street just outside of a ska slum. So that sounds like it's a very shady kind of deal. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like some underground stuff going on. Um. Yeah. So. There's not really much to say about this, except that Kelsier's plan, we're seeing it kind of coming to fruition a bit. Uh, you know, he is stirring up tension and paranoia between the houses. Mm. There's another layer to this as well, which is that um, if TTL investigates this, they'll find that he had been... Well, uh, his gambling opponent at the night's blood fight had been Cruz Jeffenry. A man whose house had been petitioning the Tikios for a stronger alliance. Cruz was a known misborn and a very competent knife fighter. So, that'll kind of... There's an obvious suspect for this. So the guy at the fight wasn't a rival. He was someone who was trying to be an ally. Um, no, he was petitioning the Tikios for a stronger alliance. So, you've got three, you've got three houses here. They're, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, that's what I'm saying. He was petitioning to be alive with the house Tikio. Yeah. And and, it and, seems and, like and now have... somebody who was already an ally of House Tikio has just turned up dead who was, you know, in a position where they might have had bad blood already. Yeah, so and they, they were they were, you know, no, known to have interacted that very night. It seems plausible that, you know, he, he's killing off competition, something like that maybe. Politics. Um so Or uh it, it suggests here that he might have not even wanted to kill off competition, but to push Tikiel into a higher state of alarm, thereby encouraging them encouraging them to seek allies. So there's there's all sorts of possible angles here. <laughs> and Kelsier just doesn't care which one they go for because, yeah, because it's just a cause to cause problems. It is tension. And that's what he needs right now. Mm. Um then he goes off for a meeting, I think. That's happened sex, is it? Uh yeah. Or he, do you want to talk more about well, this? Well he's he spent some time sort of running over the roofs and thinking about things. Just what the muggles think of. What the muggles think of. Yeah. It's not Harry Potter, sorry. What the what the regular people think of. Yeah, he, he talks about how sane people are asleep when the mists come out so they don't notice that he's running on their roofs probably. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is, that was an, a subtle compliment to this story that I said muggle <laughs> or if I just call all non-magic people muggle nowadays. Yeah, it's nice to have a term for that. But uh, I think just in general, when it comes to fantasy, I do seem to call non-magical people muggles regardless. Mm. What, if they don't have their own name. Yeah. And I mean, Ska is only kind of the same as a muggle, but yeah. yeah. I mean, even in this case, Ska doesn't cover it because Ska is only the, the poor people. Yeah, there, the, are, the, there, there are, are nobles who are also non-mists. 
powered individuals. Yeah, that's the problem. There's no there's no name given to us yet for just non-magical people, so mm. I just have to call them non-magical people. It's it's funny. So this reminds us again that the mists only come out at night. Yeah. Which is not how mists work in our world. Nope. So just just another layer of there's something weird about these mists. Yeah, they're certainly unnatural. Um, and in fact, so we know the deepness is portrayed as like this sort of mass of darkness in in art. Yeah. And the name also kind of sounds dark. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a connection there, like the fact that it's coming out at night. Something to do with the mists. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with that. It just it feels like there's a, there's some kind of parallel or connection going on there. Yeah, there is some sort of kind of. Yeah, I, I, see, I see where you're getting that from. There's just an ominous vibe to them both mm. that connects them in a way. Um, so, Kelsier mentions having a beard, a fake beard, mm. um, which turns out to be a noble disguise because he goes to meet with an informant called Hoyt. Yeah, oh, uh, I, I want to talk about a few other random things that he thinks just as he's wandering. Uh, he talks about how stone is becoming cheaper because of the the canal advent roots. of the modern canal era yeah which just just a, a little bit he, of world building there he talks about how every couple of decades the walls of Luthadel get pushed out a little further mm. how does how do you push out a wall they do don't you like do no. you knock it down and then rebuild yeah. it yeah that's so much effort sorry <laughs> just the idea of that to me is kind of crazy that you'd have to knock down a big section of a wall and just rebuild it completely I mean this world probably a lot largely on slave labor well I mean ska labor is kind of all slave labor yeah they're like serfs it's Um, just it's kind of horrible that's all yep um Um, yeah sorry and Kelsier also thinks that the wall is kind of pointless since nobody attacks the lord ruler not even the western isles resist anymore little bit hint um, to the past there yeah he also specifically says the lord ruler controls everything so i guess this chips away at our theory that this is not the whole world <laughs> again yeah. i mean it's the whole world at least as far as these people know yeah it's possible kelsey is just wrong about this but yeah it's also possible that the lord ruler just controls the whole world i mean the stuff we heard about the size of the empire last chapter does kind of back that up maybe yeah that's true in, uh, in terms of the travel times being really quite long, even with these canals that they've got. In a comment, someone mentioned that they always pictured the Final Empire as being the size of Europe, hmm. which I can see, because we were kind of trying to figure out, you know, was it the size of the Roman Empire, or was it bigger? But Europe kind of, kind of an in-between yeah, I can see that. Like it's it's a it's a whole continent. It's yeah. Now, obviously, in the comment, there was reasons for why they thought it was kind of just based off Europe in general. But uh, yeah, we might get to that later in the, the comments section. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, oh uh, also speaking to the size of the empire, Kelsey uh, thinks about how the, the practicalities of their plan. Uh, the Lord Ruler and the Steel Ministry could marshal literally millions of troops if the needs arose. I kind of... I read that and thought he means, like, slave troops. That's probably true, but... Well, 
what jumped out to me is, so I know the Roman Empire, I think, at their height, could occasionally field millions of troops. So that would speak to them being maybe comparable. Yeah. Um, yeah, millions of troops, wow. <laughs> Kessler also spent some time dancing around a secret plan that he has that uh, Kelsier didn't speak of it. He barely even dared consider it. So that's great. Thanks, Kelsier. You're not even willing to narrate this plan to us, huh? I just, I kind of read that it's his plan to kill the Lord Ruler. I mean, maybe. Is that... I don't know. I don't... Sorry, that that's just something that's been talked about before, and that's, well, that's what I he, thought that meant. He says he didn't speak of it, when he does speak of that plan. Yeah, man, maybe maybe there's something even more. I, I hadn't thought of that, actually. Yeah, I, I, I think this is referring to some other plan. Maybe, maybe we, I could put that down as a very vague prediction. Yeah, I mean... Who knows when we're going to find stuff out. Um, so... Will we talk about the next meeting, or... Yeah, okay, other, so... Any yeah, other uh, thoughts? Uh, no, yeah, uh, that, that, that's everything. So, Kelsier shows up to this meeting... Um, his contact is, is smoking some tobacco, which Kelsier remarks on because it's an expensive luxury. Um, and which jumped out to me, not because it matters, but just because in our world, tobacco is from the Americas. So, when you, whenever you see that in a fantasy thing, it, it kind of jumps out to me as like, you know, this is, obviously in this world it doesn't sound like they have an equivalent to the new world that they traveled to and got tobacco from. But when when it's like a medieval European place, it's like, oh, huh, that that's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, this isn't quite medieval. It, this is actually... <laughs> well, in The Lord of the Rings, there's... Yeah, they do the same thing in The Lord of the Rings. They have but they, tobacco. They, they, well, they have pipe weed. But they, they, explain have, it, they explain that away. They have potatoes as well, which are uh, a new world food, I think. Yeah. But, well... I Tomatoes, was, maybe? I'm not sure. But I was going to say... They definitely have potatoes, though, because there's they, definitely tomatoes in the movies. They, they sing a little song about potatoes. There's or definitely match. put them in a stew. There's definitely tomatoes in the movies because there's that that famous scene of the king eating like tomatoes really grossly. Oh yeah. There's um, I'm I'm not good with names in Lord of the Rings, so I can't remember which king he was, but uh, mm. he was he was the he was the father of the Sean Bean character. Yeah, that actually bothers me more in Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings is kind of supposed to be like prehistoric Europe in some sense. Well, with Pipeweed, it's explained that it's local. Like, it's something the hobbits Yeah, and it's and it's called Pipeweed as well. Like, it's not tobacco. it's not explicitly tobacco. But when they're talking about potatoes, that, that does jar me a little bit. Um, so, anyway... Um, so they have tobacco here, but it is expensive. So that's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess another thing is that in our world, tobacco is quite commonplace. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's from those uh, those aisles that he was talking about that are barely resisting Western aisles. Yeah. This guy, he's called Hoyd, I think is. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah, that's um, how I pronounce it as well. And he's an old informant guy who, his age alone makes Kelsier, uh, you know, regard him highly because informants don't tend to live long. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Kelsier is pretending to be a noble who Wants is looking for, yeah, for information from this kind of 
not quite a spy, but he's an information trader. He's an informant. I mean, yeah, but that's not like a thing in our world, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what it's called in this. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, but I'm just explaining what that means. Like, it's he's this guy who basically what, what he seems to do is mainly talk to nobles, tell them things, and then repeat what they've let slip to other nobles. It sounds like he also has some contacts that, that feed him information. In yeah, time. it sounds like he sneaks to places as well because mm. he mentions the fire. Um, he mentions a fire that he was at. Um, so, Kelsier is there to find out if anything has been let slip about Lord Reno. Yeah. Um, now, Lord Reno, we get some interesting hints at later in this chapter. Mm. But for now, the, the, the whole Hoyt interaction, we don't... There's not much going on except Kelsier finds out that there's not. Yeah, well, we, the reader, mostly find out stuff about Hoyt. <laughs> um, yeah. And sort of this whole inter this whole thing, like... Uh, it sounds like Hoyt might come up again later. Yeah, maybe. It, it feels that way, anyway. He, he's got this gimmick where he pretends to be short-sighted, even though In the he's hopes not. of seeing who Kelsier so it's like, is. Well, it's like, not so much that he wants to see who Kelsier is, as that he wants Kelsier to believe that he can't see who he is. So Kelsier won't worry that he'll be telling other people that who he was talking to, that well, kind yeah, of thing. Well, yeah, it's a survival tactic. Yeah. Um, don't kill which, me. Which Kelsier copies are. later on. Um, he, uh, it's only... Kelsier is wearing makeup to lighten his skin, which jumped out to me is something... Because we, we don't have a great description of Kelsier still. At least I don't have a great mental image of him. Is he blonde? I th um, or is he brunette? I believe he is blonde. But yeah, I keep picturing him as brunette, um, and then um, I keep thinking back this memory that he's blonde, and I'm like, is he blonde? It hasn't been mentioned in a long time. Whatever the answer is, yeah. Kind of sorry, I'm distracted now. Because yeah, we we really don't know much about Kelsier. We know about his scars, uh, scars of Hatson, mm. which we don't know exactly what those are, even, and. Yeah, that's it. We just basically, we have his hair color. Maybe we have his eye color, but I don't remember. I'll confess, uh, we get some description of him in the next chapter. So, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, to hold back on on going into... But but he is blonde. I, that... it, yes, he is, he's, he's, they say he's blonde in the next chapter, I'm afraid. Okay, so um, I was... But no, you already, that, that the has, fact that, that you already knew mentioned. that means that it must have been. I, I, I had forgotten it, honestly. I think, I think that he was mentioned that he was fair-haired or something earlier. Yeah, um, Which I, I think we actually discussed that that jar does because I at least have yeah, a picture of him being brunette. I, I still kind of picture him with dark hair, even having just read that. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess the blonde makes him seem more of like a, a stereotypical hero, which he doesn't feel like. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, so it's like it's, it's the wrong image to have of someone like Kelsier. Is, hmm. Which is, I mean, it's just a hair color, but... Um, so this guy does mention that... Uh, Lorderland Venture has been speaking highly of uh, Villette, so that's nice. And yes. <laughs> he also repeats the, the the juicy tidbit that uh, Lord Reno has some kind of hold over Elend. He's, he's forcing him to, to look after his Villette niece, and balls. <laughs> which is uh, something in the last chapter that yeah. uh, Vin came up with 
to stop well, any yeah, one she, thinking that... She, she said that they'd, like, work together or something. She didn't no, like she, she, I think she specifically said... She said that he, her uncle had requested it, but yeah. it's being interpreted as, like, he's blackmailing him or something. Yeah, it's it's kind of being interpreted as a little bit more than what it was. Uh, um, we, we also... He also knows that uh, Lady Shan is a soother, which renders Finn's discovery of that last chapter kind of pointless. Um, Poor Vin. Um, so, let's see. Um, kind of it. I don't think we find out anything more from... Yep, Kelsier spreads some fake... Oh yes, Kelsier spreads some fake gossip. Uh, yeah, he, I don't. I don't remember. What he it was, he but. asks a few questions about things that uh, don't never happen. Shan might have used her soother powers for. She's like, he's like, oh, you think she used her soother powers for this, or maybe that's how she did this? And they're all just nonsense that he just made up. Yeah, something you know, like a, a covert affair or something. Yeah, he says she's got a covert relationship with some Antikio, and um, there was a a, a deal with House Haste between. Her house and House Hastings, neither of which are real. Um, so I doubt we'll hear anything about them again, but it's still it's, funny. It's just so that this guy will spread some fake gossip and possibly heighten tension. Yep. Um, um, Hoyt incidentally easily grabs the coins that Kelsier tosses on the ground as he leaves. Because <laughs> he's not short-sighted, obviously. <laughs> yeah, just um, fun to get that confirmed. Um, so Kelsier... Then changes into a disguise of being Hoyd, basically. Yeah, he <laughs> Not literally, literally the same guy, but he, the he same makes, job. He makes his beard and face dirty. He has a tattered shirt on. One thing that struck me as odd was he discards his Mistborn cloak. Does yeah. that mean he has multiple Mistborn cloaks? Well, he leaves or, it in an alleyway. Maybe he just goes back for it. I don't think it's mentioned he goes back yeah, for it. Yeah, it's just it's specifically mentioned that he discards them. Yeah, which seems like a. Like, okay, he's not going back for them type of thing. I, d I don't know. Um, that just kind of Yeah, well, I mean, me. you can discard a thing and then pick it back up. That doesn't mean necessarily that you've permanently gotten yeah. rid of it. But admittedly, I, I don't think it does say that he does pick it back up. Seems yeah, like it would be weird to do that. But. Le left me wondering a bit there. Um, so who's he meeting with but Lord Venture? Indeed, Lord Straff Venture, leader of House Venture. Yeah, and this is a far more interesting conversation. Not that the last one wasn't fun. This is... Well, mm. this has some stuff going on in it. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, the guy starts beating Kelsier for making him wait. Because yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm s I didn't see you. My eyes are poor. My... And the guy's like, smack, <laughs> smack, smack. Well, he smacks him once, but it feels like he's smacking him a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and then... Kelsier resolves to drop a corpse on his lawn next time. Yes. Which is, uh... Real nice that Kelsier... It's good to know that you're thinking these things through. Yeah. Um... Um... So, I don't, I don't want to get the order of what happens wrong, uh, but I assume, you know, you have it in front of you. Okay, so the first the first thing that he tells this guy is that House Erikel is cheating him, which is kind of an exaggeration. They're just price gouging a bit yeah um, uh, this guy doesn't care about that much though because he's the literally the richest person on earth apart from the ruler so 
mm. this one bit of business doesn't bother him that much. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, so he basically says that, and he says what he really wants to know is about the survivor. Rumors say that he's the survivor of Hatson has returned. Yeah, so Kelsier's like, what? Because, uh, just in case you've forgotten, Kelsier is the survivor of Hatson. Yeah, so Kelsier, um, tries to argue that there's no way this guy could possibly be alive. Which, no one survives the pits, after all. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's almost like a little brag. (laughs) It's like, he's going on about how impossible it is, but he is there. And I feel like, in a way, that must feel mm. good. But more significantly, uh, this guy then says that he's heard rumors of an 11th medal. Yes. So, Kelsier argues that this is only rumors, and it's a legend. Yeah, but the, well, the interesting this guy's thing like, is... It's not a legend I've ever heard of. Well, yeah, but he, he has an interesting viewpoint on this, which is that, not that it's a real thing, but that it's a legend that someone is actively spreading to manipulate the ska. Yeah. Um, and he also has a, has a theory that, um, assuming the survivor did die in the pits, uh, and if someone had gotten hold of his corpse, his bones, there are ways to imitate a man's appearance. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Hmm. Reno? Reno? Indeed. Reno. Um... Like, and he also says that he wants information on this man, or whatever he is, that leads the ska. Reno. So, I th- this is basically confirmation that I'm right, right? Lord Reno is absolutely one of those shape-shifting mist creatures. To be honest... He found, he's got, his ha- he's got it's a been, hold... It's been so long since we've gotten to talk about this that I've kind of forgotten who made what predictions. I... W- I believe... I believe I made all the best ones, and... I'm pretty sure you, you, made the worst you were ones. strongly opposed to the idea. Yes, I think I was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see if... We'll see what the, de- the, the deal is regarding his skin, but at the very least, I think this definitely proves that he's... There's something going on. He's eaten Lord Reno, uh, and is walking around with his bones, possibly his skin, possibly he has digested his brains and acquired his memories. We don't know, but... It's gross, whatever it is. He's definitely not human. Um, yeah, I think although, we can basically confirm that. I mean, although later on, I'm not going to mark that confirmed because I haven't actually said it. But yeah, it's it's funny evidence. because later on, Kelsier talks to Lord Reno about how you can keep this up. You know, mm. his act, which it, it feels like an odd thing to say to someone who's not a person. Hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, if 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 he is a mistwraith, uh, as you're suggesting, and he's eaten him to become him, what what was he before, really? Who else is he hmm. except Reno? Yeah, I mean, I mean, so the suggestion that it will be tiring, either maybe maybe it's maybe it's just physically straining, but well, we know that they it's, mature mistwraiths. Yeah, we were told just, that the one we saw before was a young one. Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Um. So Kelsier takes the spike way back to Feliz. Or the spike way? I thought it was the spike. He he calls it a spike way, which I believe is a new term. So that's what those those things must be called. Hmm. And um, we get confirmation that it wasn't him who put it there. Yeah. Uh. He also says he often wonders, like, what if 
the actual user of this passes me. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> he reckons they'll just ignore each other, but yeah. it would be kind of funny if they just crashed into each other. For some reason, reading that, I stopped and just thought about the spike wave for a little bit. And mm. I just thought, like, how fun that would be to do in a movie. Actually, speaking of thinking about these things, I kind of I kind of want to talk more about the whole coin shot and lurcher thing. Because I have thoughts, and I know you do too. We've talked about this a bit off air. Yeah. Um, about, like, what's it like to have just half of a power set that way? <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've touched on this with other ones before. And we've... We've talked kind of in depth about how it must be to have one of the worst powers. And I think we've had whole discussions about the power levels in general. Mm. But when it comes to it, it seems like the better half is to be a coin shop. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so the only things... I, 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 I think they're probably called lurchers because they can either lurch into the air by pulling themselves towards things... Or maybe also, as it's like a double meaning, they can make you lurch towards them yeah. if you've got any metal on you. And that's really it, isn't it? Yeah, I guess nothing. the only other thing I can think of you could do with that power is maybe you could like pull on someone's weapon or a projectile or something to like throw their aim off a little bit. Stop it from killing you. Well, not, not, no, because you'd be pulling it towards yourself. But if they but were going to hit, like, one of your allies, you could, you could pull it towards you so it would miss entirely. I feel like you could lurch it, like, off. Though, like, off course. Like, if you pull on it and then you stop pulling, it could you could just that pull it off completely. Maybe, but it, it seems like you can only pull things directly towards yourself. So, like, yeah. if someone is swinging a weapon at you and you pull it towards you, that, like, that might throw them off a bit, but it's still pulling a weapon directly towards you. you yeah, know? it might be better if... They were attacking somebody else, and you were, like, behind them or something, and you could pull it through them? Yeah, that, that, that's true. That's another thing you could do. Yeah, if, if, um, if, if, if I'm say... Thinking kind of, I'm thinking kind of Magneto style here. Yeah, no, uh, that's actually a good idea. Pulling, pulling objects back through the attacker mm. to kill them. Yeah, if you could get, bet- if you could get that's kind a of person between... If you could get an enemy between you and a piece of metal, you could pull the metal towards you through them. Yeah. That'd I, be tricky to set up, but... I yeah, apologize for... That's kind of a graphic thought, but um, no, that's a good idea. I mean, <laughs> we'll probably see something like that at some point. I'm sure Brandon yeah. Sanderson has spent a lot more time thinking about this than we have. Um, Presumably so. So okay, that's that's not too bad actually. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that, but that might it make it's it more still useful. more limited than what coin shots can do. Yeah, coin shots can do coin basically shots the exact can... same thing, but at any time by just blasting you. Yeah, they can do super jumps, and they can soften their landings. Yeah, which is. What makes it a full super jump rather than the half super jump, which is what a lurcher could do. Yeah. Now lurchers, if they're skilled enough, could maybe figure out something. It's more like a, it's more like a grappling hook than a jump with a lurcher, and yeah, they've no. I mean, it would be. It seems like it would be very awkward to use. Yeah, I, like it's kind of problematic as far as jumping goes. I, I'm I'm not totally clear on. So where where do these lines come from? Like, if a lurcher pulls on something, can they pull something? To their hand, or does it have to be pulled to like the center of their, their chest. body? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I feel like the lines come out of their chest, but I don't know if that, if you could affect that. Mm. So, if, like for example, if someone was trying to hit you in the head with a weapon, and you pulled it towards your chest, and you're wearing presumably armor on your chest, maybe that would actually be quite useful. Yeah, I mean, I know bullets 
don't exist in this world, but like, if someone was shooting you in the head and you had bulletproof armor on, well, it seems like can you imagine being able to like, drag it down? It seems like coin shots basically are like bullets, though. Like they they just go through people. Yeah, that that's why I was talking about you know pulling stuff through people. Mm. Like I said when I said Magneto style, there is that scene. Mm, but it, it seems like they have they, they hit with incredible force. Yeah, in in X Men First Class, I won't say who this scene happens to, but the scene where they Magneto shoves a coin through someone's head. Yeah, actually, it's funny. At kind of bullet speed. Why don't why don't so called coin shots make more use of like sharp projectiles like the inquisitors do the inquisitors have those special little shuriken things that's true and admittedly they seem to be cutting up their fingers using them but like you could just wear gloves or something i don't it doesn't seem like you... or you could be better at using them than the inquisitors i guess i guess well i guess maybe you don't have to make you, it if you want to shoot like a, a large volley of them maybe you need to just grab you need to have like a big handful but you don't have to necessarily have them in your hands see no you wouldn't think so Maybe maybe, the, maybe you'd have to be a misborn to be able to do. I was thinking like you could, kind of like, throw them without holding them, but you might need to be able to lurch them and then push them. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess or, you might. Now this, this assuming is, it comes from your chest, you might need to have your hand to position, yeah, at, at the right angle. I'm thinking like in it like a a castle siege situation or something. If you were on top of the battlements. And you had like these things, and you were like you're in the position of like an archer. You could you not just like stack them up and just be like pushing them? Yeah, you into would think the, so. The enemies, you know, just just have a large volume of them. Yeah, I could see like I like can, a stack can, of like sharp metal plates or something. Yeah, just be like or pushing like those. Them. What I don't know what the term is like a chakram or something. Those you know those like sharp metal hoops you very very occasionally see in things. Kind of, I was actually thinking. What made me think of this is, um, you know, Avatar. What the Earthbenders do with those? Oh, where they discs. like they like lift things into the air and then blast them. Yeah, or sometimes they just have a stack of them in front of them and they just go mm. one 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 one. Yeah, oh, all yes. the way down. Yes, yes, I, I um, can see that definitely. If you haven't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, you should. Um, you might not know what I'm referring to, but I think that visual kind of works. If, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. Then again, I suppose in one-on-one -on -one combat, that obviously wouldn't work. You know, if you were on the run, then you would need to be holding them. Yeah. Um, so, but, it, but even then, you don't have to cut your hand up doing it. It kind of seems like it might be worth constructing some kind of, almost like a gun, just to hold them, you know? <laughs> just like a little... Like, like a little. I, I don't know exactly how you would handheld do it. thing, but that yeah, you could dispense them in and then just push them out of, like a gun, but without the gun part. Maybe. That's a weird thought. Like a but gun I mean, without a barrel, I guess. But who's gonna think of that when guns don't exist? Well, they they would have bows and maybe crossbows. Yeah, I guess crossbows could. I mean, that. honestly, I could kind of see. I mean, maybe it's too slow, but a, a coin shot using a bow could presumably accelerate that even harder, you know? Probably. Dragging it using the... or pushing it using the, the, the metal tip. 
Mm. Like if you if you fired and then pushed right after it fires, it will presumably shoot forward at even more incredible force. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're probably going too long talking about this stuff that I'm sure will be answered at some point. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So, Lord Venture asks Kelsier to find out more about what's going on. If he wants any coin, if he wants any money, and then Kelsier Kelsier obviously goes back by the spikeway, yep, by the spikeway, and arrives back at Lord Reno's place. Yep. Uh, So he hangs out with Finn and Lord Reno for a bit, but there's Um, nothing really said that we don't know there. Not really. Not until. Kelsier's walking away, and Vin uh, runs up to him. Yeah, well, okay, hang on a sec. Um, there is that line that you mentioned before, where he says to Lord Reno, a man could get very confused from this kind of play-acting. I don't know how you do it, Reno. And Reno replies, it is what I am. Sorry, it is who I am. But um, what we get in the non-dialogue tag is, the Kendra said simply. So What is the Kendra? Apparently, Reno is something called a Kendra. K-A-N-D-R-A. Kandra. I'm going to be honest, I read this and wondered if this was just a word I didn't know. I've never heard that word in my life. But Um, I didn't didn't actually look it up. Actually, I say that, I feel like I might have heard it maybe somewhere. Um, Probably in a spoilery discussion of Mistborn that I Hmm. ignored. (laughs) Um, The problem is, if I do look it up and it's something Mistborn, it might come up and tell me what it is. Yeah, I would advise against Googling it. I don't think think it's a pre-existing term. Um, Yeah. Well, if if you haven't heard it, then there's there's a good chance. My guess is probably that that's what Mistrace call themselves. I I can't really think... The only other thing it could be is that it's the name for some other kind of shapeshifter that exists in this world that we just haven't seen yet. Yeah. But, I mean, what are the odds that there's two kinds of shapeshifter... You know? Yeah. Two kinds of shapeshifter that Unlikely. apparently operate by stealing bones. Bone stealers. <laughs> I mean I mean, okay, I could it's possible that there are two different kinds of shapeshifters that both steal bones, but what it's, are it's a strange way to expand your magical creature list. Yeah. Uh let's have well, two things that do similar things. Okay, now that I've said that out loud, so here's a weird one for you. Calcium is technically a metal in its pure form it's a metal um, calcium is in the stuff in your bones yeah really I, I'm pretty sure you should fact it's, check that that sounds ridiculous if I, if I recall correctly it's an alkaline metal like sodium you know it reacts with water you, you know the way you know do you, do you know the way that like sodium if you get it in water it'll like explode no okay well sodium is a metal that if you put it in water, it will explode. That's so cool. It reacts violently with the water, produces, strips out the hydrogen from the water. And it's like it a reacts. dangerous explosion or it's just like a boring water um, explosion? Well, it depends how much you have. A, a small explosion. Um, but it's like, it's fire because it it, it it takes the hydrogen out of the water and then, as part of the reaction, and then it's hot enough that it burns the hydrogen so you just I'm get like a get fireball. get me some sodium. <laughs> it, it, it can be fun and all the alkaline metals do that. It, Sodium is just the most common one. Um, let me just quickly look up calcium. Um, it is an alkaline earth metal. Boom. Um, it, it looks like this. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, no, I had no idea about any of this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys can look that up. Now, in fairness, that's probably... Yeah, in fact, you can... Th this picture of calcium, which we're looking at, which is just the Wikipedia illustration, any of you can see that. Um, it's actually contained inside of a glass tube, so it's being protected even from the air. It's very reactive. Wow. Um, it says here it forms a dark layer on the outside when it's, when it's exposed to air. I imagine what you're trying to get at is that perhaps there's... an some type of allomancy that you can control calcium. Well, let me not control it, but if there was an allomancy that draws on calcium, yeah. um, then, you know, what's the most abundant source of calcium? It's your bones, right? I guess. So it, w it would kind of make a thematic sense for it to be... Um, it does seem like maybe there's some thematic stuff going on with, with allomancy, and that at the very least, the steel-iron thing seems to be like magnet related you know yeah um but then that draws up problems about where does it fit in well yeah it well we we already know that there's this furukami thing so there's which seems like it's it's sort of alimatic ish but it's yeah. not like normal alimati so if like i don't know if, if it could be that Mistrates are like alimantic creatures, you know? Like, this species has their own form of alimantic, and it only works on calcium, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, 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 that makes sense. Um, or, it's, it's possible that there's... That, uh, if... It could be, so it could be that that's the case, and also, maybe there are people who can also do it, and that's what a candra is, for example. Yeah. That, that, would, that would be a possible way that there could actually be two different kinds of shapeshifters that both use bones. That's true. If it's because it, of the calcium in the bones. Oh. Just a note. I think we mentioned Cesar Domingo. Uh, apparently we've been pronouncing Cesar wrong. It's Cesar? Apparently it's Cesar, like say Z. Huh. Rather than Sazed. Where are you getting that from? Oh, yes. I... I, I we were told that by our commentary. Like, we, totally we, were, we were told that by our, our own personal misborn expert, uh, or that's what they seem to be anyway. Yeah, we're we're like, we'll we'll talk rocket. about that a bit later, but um, yeah. So, g getting back to the, the actual story, Vin runs up after Kelsier and wants to tell him something that she didn't tell Sazed. Who's who's there, by the way? I, uh... Yeah, sorry. I I thought I thought you said that. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. I actually forgot that he was present in this conversation. He doesn't really um, say much. I mean, he's not he's not present at this point. Yeah, he he leaves and then. Yeah. So, Kelsier is going up to his room, and Vin runs up, and wants to talk to to Kelsier about something that she didn't even talk to Sazed about, um, which is apparently about the discovery she made about the books, the rebellious books that Yelend was reading. Mm. Which is kind of strange, but um. Oh, uh, before this happens, I want to say there's a there's a fun little beat where uh, they're talking about the party. Um, says that is is saying, oh, you know, Elend was hanging around our table. It was really annoying, and uh, Kelsier is like, oh, Vin, and you were telling people that Reno and Venture are friends or something, and Vin was like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> he said, I'm mysteriously powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good explanation. Kelsier might not quip as much as he did kind of at the beginning in his more reserved state that he's in now. He still quips a little bit. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so Vin wants to talk to Kelsier about the rebellious book that Elend was reading, uh, which is apparently called Dawn of Fate or something. Dawn Fates. Remember what it was called? Something along the lines oh, of um, Dawn Fate. Before that, I just want to say, uh, Kelsier also tasks, says... Uh, well, it. he actually says says, <laughs> uh, but um, he says investigate this further. Says there's a chance that Lord Venture and his son are playing us off for fools. Uh, that's re- regarding the whole thing where they were where he was talking with with some houses that are normally opposed to his house or something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he, Kelsier thinks that's suspicious. I know he, he, we. I was also kind of saying maybe. He's actually plotting something there. I have no idea what I was saying at the time. If I remember right, you you was, uh, I think I think we we both kind of ended up landing on. It seems like this is actually a sign that he's not on board with his family. Yeah. But it is possible that he's actually going out and making allies for his family. That was something I suggested way way back. I think. Yeah, I, I think you might have been the one who said that originally. Yeah, I think way way back in the first chapter we met him, I and, said something about and him. And I, I think I kind of came around to to agree with you. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So. Kelsier has a very interesting opinion on Eland reading these books. Mm. For one thing, he knows exactly the book that Vin is talking about. The Book of the False Dawn. The False Dawn? Yep. Book of the False Dawn. Okay. Yeah, Any okay. keeper can quote the whole thing to you, apparently. Yeah, that's so that was interesting, because if she had told Sazed, she would have known that, I guess. Mm. Um, so I did find it weird that Vin didn't tell Sazed about this I don't know I still don't really know why she would have felt the particular need to keep this from Sazed but Hmm. she does but what I like is the way Kelsier interprets this which is I wonder how we can use this to get Elend killed (laughs) I mean that's that's practically a quote yeah um um, Obviously, Vin is horrified by this idea, but uh, yeah, Kelsier incidentally also thinks that uh, that Shan was probably looking for a way to blackmail Elend, which is pretty much what we came yeah. around to. <laughs> so, I think Kelsier agrees with us there. Um, yeah. um, I don't really have much to say about this, except that honestly, I'm, yeah. Well, uh, I have I have a few minor things I want to bring up here. So first unless, of all, unless Elend proves himself to be on their side before Kelsier does something. I'm actually on board with Kelsier to having him killed to cause up political controversy. Really? I, I don't think I'm on board with that. I mean, I hate to say it, but as far as this book goes, it doesn't seem ridiculous for something that they would do. I, I mean, I'm not saying that he won't do it. I'm saying I don't think it's ethical or a good move. <laughs> I mean, it's not maybe ethical, but I think it's a good move for their plan. I think it makes sense. Look, I would not do it myself, but... I mean, killing off a guy who's at least a, somewhat on your side a little bit, it seems like he's... You know, you want the nobility to be less evil, right? Long term, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I just think this could be the piece of chaos that they really need. Lord Venture's son... I mean, I He's guess... He's the most powerful noble. Imagine what would happen. That would be the easiest way to start the war that they need. Well, ironically, it might also turn 
ventures are somewhat against the Lord Ruler, which could potentially be very valuable. I mean, you see, it makes it's actually it could be a really good move. I'll, despite okay, it, how I'll sign, horrible on, I'll it sign on with it if it's a false flag attack and they're. Do you know what that term means? No. Uh, uh, well, it, it means literally an attack carried out under a, somebody else's flag. Uh, but more metaphorically, it means, you know, faking an attack by the other side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> or, in this case, provoking an attack by the other side, I guess. So not quite the same thing. But basically, if they can leak, if they if they can use this to get the ventures on their side, that would be a huge coup. And I, I mean, <laughs> literally a huge coup. And... Uh, I, see? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that for the greater good, it might be worth it. But what I feel bad for this I don't, guy, I don't, kind of. But I don't agree with Kelsier's view, which is basically that he's a noble. Therefore, we should try and get him killed at all, <laughs> just as a general principle. Yeah, no, that's not. I think if you're gonna kill someone off that important, you need to have a really mm. clever reason to do it, and this could be a really, really. Smart move if they yeah. play that card right. Kelsier does give a, he gives a whole speech about how you know there are always nobles who like toy with being nice a little bit, but at the end of the day, they're all class traitors and must die. Well, not class traitors, I guess. If you're actually of a different class, I guess you're not a class traitor. But <laughs> regardless, it's he said a, something about wannabe anarchists or something because they yeah. think their ideas are. A new. Ge- he's a gentleman anarchist because it's fashionable and exciting. It's because <laughs> there's real scathing about this whole possibility i i gotta say i really disagree with this even just on like like on purely practical grounds a revolution generally most re- revolutions in real life will have some allies among the, the nobility you know that's how you pull off a revolution you need you need those resources it it seems it seems misguided for them to to turn down that potential alliance it just seems like Cassier doesn't now, think that I'm he's not on say, their side. I'm not saying that just because he's reading this book means he's definitely 100% a good guy. But I do think that they shouldn't jump to the conclusion that he's definitely 100% not a good guy and, in fact, is a good target. Yeah. The Another guy, reason... The guy who's, like... Even if it's, like, a... Even if he's, like, got a 10% chance of being a good guy... I, You know, obviously, good guy, bad guy is a little reductive, but... You know, they shouldn't be going after the one guy that they suspect might not be completely awful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I just... Oh, um, I still think that it could be a really smart move. On a lighter dot, it's worth noting that the book he was reading is not technically illegal. Um, oh, which uh, was the, <laughs> yeah. Yes, the ministry deliberately didn't forbid it because that would have made it sound interesting when in fact it's actually really boring. <laughs> yeah, so it just into obscurity. Yeah, although they did uh, horribly execute the guy who wrote it for his later, more controversial writings. So yes. that's fun. Um, well, and that's the end of the chapter, really. Yeah, so... Favorites and least favorites. Mm. Oh, I, I guess oh. we might also say that Kelsier specifically forbids Vin to spend time with Elena anymore. Yeah. Kelsier doesn't want Vin falling more in love with him than he, she already kind of is. But he, he recognizes himself that she's probably not going to obey that instruction. Yeah. Uh, perhaps a dad-like move. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Um, regardless of that prediction, um, favorites and least favorites, I think is what we have to go to next. Hmm. 
what would you consider to be your favorite part of the um, chapter? I guess... Hmm. I quite liked the sort of the undercover spy stuff. Yeah. That, that was fun. Um, getting, getting to see Kelsier taking on these different roles is, all, is also kind of a way for us to see what it's like for these different people a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, what would you say your least favorite thing was? My least favorite thing was possibly the extent to which the conversation with Hoyd went on because we didn't actually get much out of that. Mm, the redundancy of it? Yeah, it was kind of redundant. Like, it went on for... just It just went on longer than it needed to, I think. You're probably right there. I didn't... I, I mean, this was a pretty decent chapter all around. I, I really don't have much problems with anything. Mm, I like this chapter, yeah. Um, it was kind of more, more my style, I think. But... Yeah, I just, I think, as fun as Hoyd was, uh, unless he shows up again, like, in a more major role, then, I don't know, I think we, I felt like we spent maybe too much time with him. Mm, that's fair. Because I, I, it was more interesting when we got, got to talk to Lord Venture. I, I feel like I'd be fine with, with that, but, uh... Hey, I'm nitpicking here, okay? Yeah, no, that's that. <laughs> And, you know... That this is your least favorite, not mine. I'd and say your least favorite. I'd say my least favorite is the bit where Kelsier refuses to think about his own plan, assuming that that is actually talking about some new secret plan and not one we've already heard. Oh yeah, the whole writer is concealing something from you. I, I never liked that. Yeah. I, I know it's look. I, I I know it's a thing that writers kind of have to do a little bit, but it's I it's always annoying. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, and what would you say your favorite thing was, young? I liked the hint at the whole bones thing. Mm. I have to say, cryptic uh, and mysterious bones. Yeah, I mean, just you know, Lord Venture being all mysterious about that was kind of. I, I liked it, and I mean, we've been one of the biggest discussions we've been having. It's it's funny that your Lord least Reynolds. favorite thing is kind of the same as my like rather that my least favorite thing is kind of the same as your favorite thing in that he's also being unnecessarily cryptic there, really. Well, he, it doesn't feel as unnecessarily cryptic as no, Kelsey you're literally this is, going, this is my secret plan, will I tell you? No. Yeah, this is definitely better done, especially since um, Lord Venture probably doesn't want to let on this somewhat secret thing. Yeah. Just if, if, if he, says, he says, like, there are ways to imitate a man's appearance. You know of what I speak? Like, if he doesn't know, he doesn't want to tell. So that is yeah. much better done, but it's just funny that it's kind of filling the same role as well. Yeah, it, well, I like it because we're getting more of a hint at something that has been probably one of the longest discussions we've ever had. Mm. Has been about the whole Lord Reynolds situation. Yeah, and I must admit, I did enjoy uh, the fact that this suggests I'm right. <laughs> but I didn't, well, I didn't want to make that my favorite just from that's, smugness. <laughs> I would definitely have made it my favorite as smugness. I've done that before. <laughs> Um, so, thanks for listening. Don't forget to read chapter 20 next time. <laughs> Although some of you may not have to. <laughs> well, if, like me, you've already read chapter 20, uh, still may be worth re reading it. Just uh, I must say, I found reviewing this chapter that I was already a little bit rusty on it. So, it's, there's, there's something to be said for having that freshness. But I don't know. You know, yeah. do, do do whatever you want. Just know that we'll be covering chapter twenty next time. Um, we may or may not cover something in between. In, in between, but at the very least, 
two weeks from now, there will be an episode covering Chapter 20. Yep. So, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Yep. Uh, as always, you can leave us a message on Reddit, and we'll uh, have something to talk about the latest message that's been left for us, in fact, in a little bit. Um, uh, you can also email us. That's podcastyoungadult at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, at podyoungadult. Yeah, so, the post. Yeah, so, uh, um, we've got a, a comment. We got another comment. Uh, so, this one Which was mostly good. talking about... Uh, little, some, there was a couple of pronunciations that we've been getting wrong. Uh, wasn't a nitpicky comment, really. Um, actually, the, the commenter mentioned how Brandon Sanderson himself is pretty lax about how people pronounce stuff. Uh, which is, honestly, it's better when it's like that. I mean, w w one of my favorite examples of authors not caring how you pronounce stuff uh, is Lord Voldemort. You know? Everyone knows it's... That's true, it's supposed yeah. To be Everyone pronounced just pronounces Lord Voldemort. that. Including me. <laughs> I'm not going to start saying Voldemort, but apparently that's how Rowling does it. Yeah, you know, it's a silent T. Um, but she accepted that no one was ever going to pronounce it like that because it's... Well, it's not how it's read. It just occurred to me, in, when, when Harry first hears that name, Hagrid says he doesn't know how to spell it. So he says it out loud. He doesn't know how to spell it because... But still, nonetheless, it's, it just, that, that, that just feels funny to me. that It's, it's not pronounced how it's spelled, but still, you know, he... we, the readers, get the right spelling. <laughs> if, if, no, if I, just, I just thought of, like, in that scene... He doesn't know how to spell it. When he says it, he's probably saying it with a silent T. So he actually would misspell it if he wrote it down. Mm, maybe. Whereas everyone who's read the book or heard the audiobooks or just seen the movies <laughs> would never have gotten that from his perspective because yeah. it was he's, he's, he always said Lord Voldemort to us. Man, that's strange. Sorry, um... Went off in a bit of a tangent there. Yeah, so, um, Retro Rocket talks about how the names seem to have sort of a European feel to them, which is fair. Yeah, we, we've talked about that. Uh, you left seeming very Scandinavian inspired. Mm. Uh, so apparently it's, uh, Cayman rather than Camon, probably. Yeah. Uh, CZ, probably. Um, and in fact, particularly because. He's nicknamed Says, which doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, which I, I think we've, I think we may even have, yeah, we have said that. Like, yeah, when I, I think we were like, like wait, we were do like, we pronounce this Says or Says? <laughs> we were like, wait, why is it like this? Um, yeah, and Furokemi being pronounced Furokemi rather than Furokemi, which is how right, we pronounce yes, it. Which I, I still have been having trouble with, <laughs> as you heard earlier in the podcast. Yeah, uh, but apparently, yeah. So Furokemi. Hmm. Oh, okay, but hang on. But fur is like like the first part of ferris, so it's more like ferrochemy, I guess. Apologies. <laughs> not not fur, but not fur like fur. I think ferrochemy. Yeah. Um, look, like we said, it, it it clearly doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Yeah, and look, uh, <laughs> but we we will we will try to stick to the author's pronunciation. Yeah, I mean that's a... that's the thing about language, isn't it? I mean, I know linguists have come up with all these clever ways of like. You know, you know that that like way that they have of writing things t to show exactly how it's pronounced. Yeah. But 
since nobody knows how to interpret those symbols except linguists, I, I sure don't, um, we're left with regular English letters, which just aren't very good at expressing sounds. Yeah. So, as a highly professional podcast, we will try to stick to the, the author's preferred pronunciations. Yeah, we'll do our best, but we no promises, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you ever have any comments don't forget mm. to drop oh, us a line um, I, I should also say uh, Rocket also brings up an interesting theory which is that it's possible that Vin's regular burning of Pewter has sort of trained into her a little bit she's sort of picked up the instincts of the better poise that it gives you even when in her normal life maybe oh yes because we were well I particularly was complaining about the dancing yeah being too fast yeah and that, that really bothered both of us I think yeah um, although Retro Rocket certainly brings up a lot of the points that we thought about justifying it with, uh, but brings their own theory in about mm. poise because of pewter. And I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, okay. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for and listening. tune in next time. Good night.